if you all can't admit that uh, the president lost the election, and if you can't admit that he actually had a role in inciting and encouraging a failed insurrection, then then you need to go because you don't really represent the Republican Party. Welcome to the Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman. A battle over the future of the Vermont Republican Party is being waged by supporters and opponents of former President Donald Trump. At stake is the future of the Vermont Republican Party and whether many top Republican officials will continue to be associated with it. The Vermont State Republican Party has strongly supported President Trump. In the aftermath of the January 6th riot by Trump supporters at the U.S. Capitol that left five dead, Vermont Republican Party Chair Deb Bilodeau issued a statement condemning the violence as, quote, wrong, immoral, and against the fundamental principles that we hold dear, close quote. But she did not mention Trump and compared the Capitol riots to unrest at racial justice protests last summer. By contrast, Republican Governor Phil Scott called for Trump to resign or be removed, and many of Vermont's Republican lawmakers called for the resignation of the leadership of the Vermont Republican Party. Here to discuss the struggle over the future of the Vermont GOP, we're joined by Republican Representative Scott Beck, who represents St. Johnsbury in the Vermont House, and Colby LaMarche, a Champlain College student who's the former chair of the Burlington Republican Party. We invited Vermont GOP Chairwoman Deb Bilodeau to be part of this discussion, but she did not respond to multiple attempts to reach her by phone and email. I began by asking Representative Scott Beck why he called for the resignation of the leadership of the Vermont Republican Party. Yeah, the, that really goes back to the, the, the days after the election when the, um, the Republican Party um, started to advance um, election theories that, uh, that that the president had really won the election and called into question the election, the election process in numerous states. Um, and then despite no court or any evidence really agreeing with that position, and then it flowed into that January 6th insurrection where a group of people, um, Trump supporters, Republicans, uh, you know, attempted a failed insurrection on the Capitol. And at that point, the legislature, um, you know, made the statement that uh, that the president had, in fact, lost the election to Joe Biden, that uh, he had encouraged and incited a failed insurrection at the Capitol meant to overturn uh, a free and fair election. And we we voted that um, that that was, in fact, the, the case and that the president should uh, removed, be removed from office either through by himself or through his cabinet. And the Republican Party continued, um, and, and the Republican Party in Vermont continued to um, stick by these these uh, conspiracy theories that that uh, the election had been stolen and that uh, these events at the uh, Capitol had nothing to do with Trump. They were Antifa or BLM or any number of things. And so that was just, it was, it's just too much. And, and so that, that was at the point where I challenged the Vermont GOP and said, Hey, you know, if you all can't admit that uh, the president lost the election, and if you can't admit that he actually had a role in inciting and encouraging a failed insurrection, then, then you need to go 
because you don't really represent uh, the Republican Party. You represent somebody else. I don't know who, but but that's not what people in the Republican Party um, believe. What was the response uh, by the leadership of the state Republican Party? There was um, has never been, to my knowledge, and including many of the counties, including my own county, no acknowledgement that the president, in fact, did lose the election. No acknowledgement that he actually played a role in that failed insurrection and no call for him to um, to resign uh, from office. And and uh, and they refused to resign their positions as well. And, you know, that tells me basically that their their base in those organizations believe those things. If those if their bases in those organizations believe something differently, um, there would have been a different outcome. And I think that's a that's a big problem in the national GOP. And it, it obviously is a problem in the Vermont GOP. And at least in at least in my county GOP committee, it's it's a problem. You indicated in um, an interview with Seven Days that you weren't sure that you could stay in the uh, state Vermont Republican Party. What is your feeling on that now? That was two months ago when you said that. Well, it really hasn't changed. Um, I think, you know, the direction, the direction of the Republican Party has not changed. Uh, they keep seem to keep doubling down on these different uh, conspiracy theories. It seems that uh, the President Trump has regained quite a lot of control over um, Republicans at the national level. And I, I haven't seen a change in course here in Vermont. I think for me, what I'm waiting on is to see what reorganization looks like in the, in the fall when the, the, the Vermont GOP and the county committees reorganize. And if it, uh, they reorganize in a way that looks like that there's no change, then, you know, I'll have to do some soul searching there. And I mean, I, I'd like to remain in the Republican Party. But at some point, if the Republican Party just becomes um, intolerable and does not appear that there's going to any change on the way, um, you know, I, it would be unfortunate, but it, it might be it might be time to um, let them go their own direction. And I keep going the direction I'm going in. It's pretty remarkable to see the elected leaders of the state uh, yourself. Um, you were joined by a number of Republican legislators, uh, Representative Donahue, Parent, Sherman, uh, all uh, criticizing the state party, all calling for the resignation of the leadership. And of course, there's been a very public feud for years with Governor Scott. Um, is the who really represents Republicans in Vermont? Do they perhaps uh, have a better read of the pulse of Vermont Republicans in backing Trump or do you? Well, I think probably both sides would have their opinion. So let's just look at the facts. Governor Scott overwhelmingly won the Republican primary this year. I think it was 72% to 22% or something like that. Uh, and he overwhelmingly wins elections in the state of Vermont. He's the only uh, you know, widely known statewide candidate the Republican Party has. Um, and he is um, highly supported by uh, legislative Republicans. He receives very little support 
from the Vermont GOP. Uh, that tells me that the Vermont GOP's constituency is a, a very strong, passionate group that doesn't represent the vast majority of Republicans in the state of Vermont. Do you think that this is going to tear the party apart and that you're going to see uh, leaders like yourself uh, leaving to either become independents or form some sort of alternative uh, Republican party? Or I, I think it, it, it might eventually. I mean, I think the, the, the Vermont politics in general is, is leaning a little more left every year. And the Vermont GOP continues to go even further right every year. So I think, it, yeah, I think at some point you're going to have a lot of Republican legislators that actually have to get elected by the people may have to make a decision about whether they can still remain in the Vermont GOP and still be electable. I think for, for some that might be a really um, hard conversation they'll have to have with themselves. Hmm. Um. You know, uh, I want to turn now to Colby Lamarch, and this may be really one of the more uh, telling uh, points for any political party is how young people are responding to their actions. And Colby, you're a student at Champlain College. Um, I, I, you're 19 years old, is that correct? Yes, sir. And we're the head of the Burlington Republican Party. I want to quote from uh, an opinion piece you wrote for Vermont Digger, um, which is striking to me in, uh, in how uh, uh, strong this is. You write, quote, the unfortunate truth is that the Vermont Republican Party has now been hijacked by far-right extremists who have attached themselves and thereby the party to a dangerous crusade against the basic foundations of American democracy, rather than doing the hard and necessary work of improving Vermonters' lives and engaging constructively to move our state forward, they would rather embrace the easy answers of bigotry, divisiveness, and destruction. They have undermined our institutions and have abandoned the decency and respect which have allowed our democracy to function for centuries." Close quote. Um, Colby, those are very strong words by anyone, but certainly by the chair of the Burlington Republican Party. What led you to write that? Well, look, I joined the Republican Party because I care about my community. I want to better the lives of people in my community, and I want to make sure that we're delivering to the people of Vermont the need, uh, the, rather the help that they need. Um, and that's not just talking about the COVID-19 pandemic. And, and when I began to see a trend in our party where we did not want to discuss the future of the party because leadership like Deb Bilodeau's only wants to take it toward uh, Trumpism, you could say. Um, I was very uh, displeased and, and I felt some sort of responsibility as chair of the Burlington Republican Party to do something um, because, look, we all have a responsibility as Republicans for what happened in Washington. We allowed that to happen. We allowed Trump to become our nominee twice and to, to disgrace this nation and the party. And I felt that there needed to be some sort of statement in response uh, to what leaders in Vermont and the Republican Party, like Deb Villadu, like Deb Bucknam, like Chittenden County Chair Janet Metz, have failed to do in condemning the assault 
on our democratic institutions. So what happened to you as the head of the Burlington Republican Committee? Um, were you ousted? Did you quit? Um, wh what transpired for you? So in really after January occurred, um, I felt again that need of responsibility to speak out and, and to move to make our party more welcoming, uh, more empathetic, uh, and more civil and respectful to one another. Um, but I soon found that my committee members on the Burlington Committee didn't agree with that. They wanted to talk about Trump and nothing more. And anyone in any position of leadership who, who talked poorly about the former president uh, ought to be gone. And so they asked me to resign. And I originally had said no. But after weeks of battling it out um, and being abused by my committee members for statements that I made uh, trying to better our party, I didn't find it advantageous that I stay in the party and rather work as an independent uh, to make Vermont's political conversation uh, more respectful and more civil, as I believe it once was. And, you know, I should point out that you as a young Republican and young Vermonter are not alone. Um, last week, there was another op-ed in the Vermont Digger by Franklin Cody, who's a UVM student and the vice chair of the Vermont Federation of College Republicans, uh, talking about what he described as a raging civil war in the party um, Colby, what is the future of a state party if its youngest uh, activists and advocates are denouncing it in these harsh terms? Well, that, that's a question I certainly hope the Republican Party is, is able to answer in the next few years. How do you attract youth who disagree with the direction of the party, the majority of young Republicans in this nation that don't want to go towards Trumpism? Because look, younger people aren't only the future of the Republican Party, but they are the boots on the ground, putting literature out for local candidates, uh, volunteering or interning on campaigns. It goes beyond just the incoming leadership from our generation. It goes for right now. How will young people impact the Republican Party now? I know uh, Mr. Cody Franklin is a good friend of mine. I work with him in the Aiken Institute, which we just launched, uh, nonpartisan 501c3. Uh, so I'm happy that he's speaking out and I'm happy that he's going to do the work that I attempted to do. Um, and I wish him the best of luck. But, you know, unfortunately, uh, for a large percentage of the, of the leadership uh, and the membership of the Republican Party, they suffer from the unfortunate condition of being wrong about the direction of the party uh, and the direction of this nation and, and where it should be headed. Can I ask, Colby, who did you vote for in the November election? I proudly casted my vote for President Joe Biden. And I also proudly casted my vote for Governor Phil Scott. And why did you vote for Biden? And was that difficult for you? Certainly, I don't agree with President Biden on everything. But I think our nation needs leadership, sane leadership, uh, leadership that listens and cares about its, his constituents. And I felt like the former President Trump wasn't doing that and that he didn't have the best interests of, his, of this country, of, of me, my family, and my community members at heart. And so I made the decision to vote for President Biden based off of that need for leadership that listens. You obviously have a lot of passion for politics. Um, where do you see yourself going from here? You, you find yourself in the wilderness now. Yes, but as I have for, you know, 19 years of my life in the Queen City, I'll keep continuing to wander through that forest. And if I stumble upon a stone that 
I think is shiny and smooth, then I'll take it with me. Um, I've made a lot of friends. Uh, I've lost some friends in the process, but I don't necessarily plan out my future. Whatever I feel needs my attention, however best I can serve and help my community is what I'll be doing uh, really for the rest of my life. Um, why are you a Republican, Colby? Well, I'm no longer a Republican. I'm now an independent. But when I was a Republican, I cared about small, efficient government, the protection and respect of personal liberty. And I felt, and the reason why I left, that the Republican Party wasn't focused on that. They got caught up in the national toxicity and the conversation that's plagued our local communities with divisiveness for the past five years. But I still hold those values to the same, that we need to treat each other with empathy and respect uh, give local control to our community so they can make the decisions that best suit them. And certainly those values will never leave me, no matter what affiliation I'm a part of. Representative Scott Beck, um, what does it feel like to you to hear a young member of your party who's obviously given a lot of his uh, heart and soul and his teenage years to the party to say the things that Colby LaMarche is saying? Well, I mean, I think, you know, Colby's very young. He's got a lot of passion and that's great. He's got a long journey ahead of him. Um, I, you know, I think his core principles that he just spoke about are, you know, ones that I share. Um, I, it's, it's disappointing that the uh, Republican Party has, has walked away from him on, on many of those issues that they should not have walked away from him on. And, um, you know, Colby's a smart young man. I'm sure um, while he um, doesn't see a, a spot place for himself in the Republican Party today, um, I'm sure he also is, is intelligent enough to know that, uh, you know, nobody knows what the future is going to hold and what the what any political party might look like five, 10 or even 20 years from now. So he's um, he's he's open minded. And, um, you know, maybe the Republican Party will come back to him. I certainly hope it does. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's on a journey and it, I think it's a good one. And I think his, his heart and his mind are in the right place and, and he'll, he'll find a, a way to make a difference. Let me ask uh, uh, um, Scott Beck about um, you represent St. Johnsbury and the surrounding area. Um, I was hearing this week that, you know, a part of Trumpism has been the embrace of many conspiracy theories. Um, the stolen election is one such conspiracy theory, but another has been around COVID. And um, there has been a, a lot of talk among Trump supporters, uh, over a third of Trump supporters in a, or I should say a third of Republicans nationally in a poll just said that they would not be vaccinated. And another 20% uh, said they had serious doubts and weren't sure. And I know that the lowest vaccination rate in the state of Vermont right now, I believe is in Essex County. And there's a, there's a sharp right. difference. Um, what, how do you uh, explain what do you think is going on there? Well, I think uh, it's probably a little too early to understand exactly what is going on in Essex County. I think due to its real remote list, there were some distribution issues. And so we'll see, you know, where they end up. So I wouldn't, um, I think the jury's still out on what's going on in Essex County, but I think nationwide, I, for whatever reason, there's a, uh, I mean, it's a small, very vocal, passionate um, element of the Republican party that does not believe in science. 
Um, and I think that's, you know, terribly unfortunate, um, but it, it is true that, uh, you know, masks don't work. Social distancing doesn't work. Vaccines don't work. Um, these are just very troubling conspiracy theories that continue to circulate uh, with no science or medical basis behind them. What is it about um, the Republican Party or, you know, can you explain how Republicans, you know, on a larger scale have become so vulnerable to this kind of manipulation that is not based in fact? Well, I, I, I can't think of a more articulate word to use right now, David, but um, based on uh, the, the media that they use and the social media that they use, <clears throat> they have, many of them have been brainwashed or they've brainwashed each other and themselves. And I think, you know, you see out there, and that's maybe not a very articulate word to use, but, you know, I think there's a number of them that, I mean, I think they need to be deprogrammed. They are just, I mean, so into these conspiracy theories and other ideas that have no basis in fact or, or anything other than they just swirl around in the media and social media. And um, it, it's, really, it's really sad to, to watch. So the party is not going to just come back to you. You will have to take it back. Uh, Scott Beck, what do you and your fellow elected colleagues plan to do to accomplish that? Well, I think, you know, there's definitely um, conversations about, you know, how do we, uh, you know, again, going back to my earlier comments, reorganization is in the fall. And reorganization starts at the town level and with the um, election of a slate of people that vote at the county level. And then the, the county people go on to choose the, the leaders of the Vermont GOP. And I think that, you know, everybody understands that if we, uh, at least I understand that if, if I want the Vermont GOP to reflect more of a moderate mainstream Republican um, attitude than those people that consider themselves to be moderate mainstream Republicans need to get involved in that process and, and make sure that in what in the end represents us a lot more than what the leadership does now. You know, one of the things that struck me, and I'm sure a lot of Americans uh, in these last two months, uh, well, really since Election Day, is um, something I've never really felt before, but it's of the fragility of democracy. Uh, that, you know, this can happen here, that the things that, you know, very nearly came to pass, a coup attempt. Um, and I know you are a, both a student and teacher of history at St. Johnsbury Academy. How has this experience changed you and your outlook? Well, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if it really has. I mean, I've always thought that democracy is, is very fragile, and it does have to be nurtured by ideas and, and statesmen. And it, it can go off the, the rails very, very quickly. Um, and it did go off the rails on January 6th. Um, democracy is fragile. And fortunately, um, you know, our institutions um, held on that, on that day. And we didn't have something happen in the Capitol that was even worse than what, um, that what did happen. But, uh, you know, I think democracy is fragile 
and I think I knew that before, and I think I under I think I know that now. And it ha, you know we have to have statesmen that are willing to do and say the right things. And um, and you know going back to when you lose an election and no court agrees with you, you need to admit that you lost the election so that your people can move on and not just have um, two months to develop conspiracy theories that end up in a January 6th failed insurrection. Who did you, uh, Scott Beck, who did you vote for for president? Oh, I, I, um, I voted, I wrote in Phil Scott. You couldn't get yourself to vote for Biden. I could, I just, you know, his, his, I just don't, didn't, I could not bring myself to, uh, didn't think he was the, I mean, I could have, of the 20 or so people that uh, um, were in the primary process, there's probably a half a dozen of them I could have voted, could have voted for, but I just didn't think that uh, President Biden was up to the job. Maybe, I hope he proves me wrong. When Trump uh, said the day, really the day of, that it was a stolen election, um, did you believe that he had lost the election, uh, you know, pretty much within a day or two of election day? Yes. So that didn't hold any water with you? What no, you I, no. When you have, when you have courts and Republican secretaries of state and Republican governors um, certifying results and, and, you know, there, there was, there was nothing, there's nothing there. If you had to predict, you've, you've been talking about uh, reorganization of the party in the fall. If you had to predict the outcome of that, um, what makes you think it's going to be any different than it has been in which basically the Trump Republicans control the Vermont state party? Well, I hope it is different, um, but I'm not convinced it will be. The, um, the group of you know, Republican extremists that, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20% that, uh, won't support Phil Scott. They're a very vocal, passionate group. And, um, uh, you know, if, if uh, moderate Republicans don't um, step up and retake the party, then, uh, then they will keep it. And I hope that doesn't happen, um, but I'm not convinced that uh, it won't. So we'll see what happens over the next, I guess, seven or eight months. Okay. Well, Representative Scott Beck and uh, Colby Lamarch, I want to thank both of you for joining us on the Vermont Conversation. Okay. You're welcome, David. Thank you.